The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. So on social media this past week, author and activist Marianne Williamson posted this. She said, The more the protests are filled with dancing, singing, conscious conversation, serious analysis, creativity, art, peace, love, and higher vibration, the more they jam the operating system of the old order. Hashtag woke rebellion. And you know what? We agree. So we are going to have a conversational version of a dancing, singing, peace and love podcast to celebrate Pride Month which is June, if you don't know. Also, if you don't know, a crucial part of sustainable conscious activism is retaining your ability to enjoy. It's prioritizing time to enjoy things. For one, it renews and replenishes your spirit, allowing you to stand the fight. And for another, it's one of the very reasons we fight at all. Ideals like equality and justice are beautiful, partly because they make enjoyment of life possible. I mean, what good are civil rights without an ability to enjoy the life they make possible? So join us now for some enjoyment that celebrates LGBTQ positive peace, love, and laughs. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001. And we believe life is best lived as a love story. Your love story. After all, to love well is to live well. For more, check out SiennaandToast.com. But for now, here's this episode. Welcome, welcome to a Pride Positive episode. Yay! We're going to talk about some of our favorite fun-loving, LGBTQ-positive memories of Pride Festivals, movies, TV shows, or people with TV shows, celebrities, and some funny stories sprinkled in between. You know what I'm so grateful for? Besides me? I am so grateful for Bear. I was just (laughs) going to say, I bet it's Bear because I see you looking at him with such loving eyes. Uh, you know, during everything that's going on, mm-hmm. not to bring it everything all back up, but animals, like, you know, we need animals to help us just regulate and to keep our stress levels in check. Mm-hmm. And he has done that beautifully for us, don't you think? With his furry self. He's so cute. Yes. I, okay. This is so disgusting, but I'll tell the people. Oh, what? So, (laughs) Toast and I are probably those pet parents that we say, oh my God, he's so cute. Like, (laughs) so many times a day. Don't we do that so many times a day? Yes, yes, we do. Oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. (laughs) So disgusting. (laughs) I never thought we would be those people. I bet, well, I bet... Other people do the same thing. Well, and, but that's a good sign. It's a good sign of the health positive benefits of having an animal. Pets. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, not to just use them as, as supplement enhancers. <laughs> yeah. But they are, I know. Right, aren't, aren't pets in like animal therapy? It's yeah. part of like 
engaging with nature and yeah. and yes. having that help your organism to just chill the to connect F out. and to heal. Yes. And what I would say is that, you know, when we were fostering Bear and his siblings, he was not the cutest one. I know you keep bringing that up. I'm whispering up. What's, that. Why do you keep bringing that well, up? Well, I don't... Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, every kitten is cute. Okay. Right? Okay. Every kitten is cute. But compared to his siblings, his siblings are really cute. Like, their markings, you know? And, and when Bear was the only one who didn't get adopted... I felt so bad. It was like, we got to adopt him. But he's turned out to be this glorious looking cat. He's like the <laughs> ugly duckling. <laughs> turned into a swan. Oh my God. Okay, anyways, I just had you know to what? start is, with that because you, he's so cute up there. Hilarious. You know what this conversation has just reminded me of is those movies. I can't even name an actual movie, mm-hmm. but you know those movies that are like are for the teen Nature set and it's about there there's a character in there who's the awkward adolescent pubescent and then they mm. blossom into yes right, like yes what is that um, or like a good makeover show yeah yeah uh revenge body right oh <laughs> yeah that yeah, a yeah. Phrase? yes yes <laughs> yes okay he anyway. showed us oh geez He's like, look at me anyway i don't know where that came from yeah i mean i do i was looking at him but anyhow Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So happy pride. Happy pride, everyone. Um, and like Toast said in the intro, it is so important. And I love Marianne's quote about filling the protests with dancing and singing. Yes. Because we've been talking about that in the, in the past um, episodes. Mm-hmm about keeping beauty alive, creating beauty, yeah. continuing on with your art and and ways of expressing love mm-hmm. and how important important that is, especially now mm-hmm. where I know a lot of people have stopped doing what they do. Mm. So we will continue on. And today we are talking about various pride memories, which we have many of. And um, one of the things that pride meant for us during a certain time in our lifespan is pride always meant for us performing at pride festivals, performing music at pride festivals. And we have a lot of wonderful memories about performing at Long Beach Pride because we lived in um, Southern California for a while. So we had performed there many times and the whole, you know, when I think about those times, it's like the schlep that's what I remember is yeah. the schlepping. Being your own roadies. Oh, yeah, for sure. Schlepping, going so early, making sure we have the right parking, and then mm-hmm. schlepping all of our stuff, finding whatever stage we're at, because at, at the, uh, many Pride Festivals, there are various stages. So we would always have, like, the coffeehouse stage, you know, for acoustic music. So we'd be schlepping our stuff, looking for whatever coffeehouse stage, you know, there was. Um 
And then one year we performed at San Diego Pride, which Mm -hmm. was really nice for us as well. Mm -hmm. But same thing. You're always looking for the parking. There's the parking issue, the schlepping issue, all of that stuff. Right. Um, What I I remember and appreciate is, um, especially in retrospect, right, is how massive those Pride festivals were. Yes. Oh, my gosh. San Diego. L.A. Huge, 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 L.A. Pride. Oh, I would never go again. (laughs) Way too crowded. Way too crowded. It's nuts. Um, Like you can't. The best. I don't know how people can enjoy it. Yeah, for me, the best one was Long Beach. Yes. Followed by San Diego. Yes. Long Beach was great. Yeah. And I used to love, um, you know, after the whole schlepping and then performing, what I used to love is just being able to stay there the whole day through the night. And we would, our friends would come Mm -hmm. and then we would get to spend the, the evenings with them, just hanging out, eating, walking um, through the other performers, visiting the booths. Yeah. It was just, you know, yeah, it was just so fun. I remember the year we made t-shirts for our friends and they wore the t-shirts to pride. Yeah. And we all were like geeks wearing the same (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) With the iron on design on it. But, you know, (sighs) when... When we went and attended as performers, um, a lot of times, you know, you're introduced to one of the volunteers who are staffing, mm, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. running the event, and they're driving you in, in a little, like, um, golf cart thing oh, right, to your right. stage or whatever, and showing you your backstage and stuff like that, and making sure you have what you need, and introducing you to the sound guy, like, you work with... Um, you're you dimming. Work. You're dimming down my my um, my schlepping story. Oh. <laughs> now people are going. What you had a golf cart taking you around? <laughs> Not everywhere. I forgot about the golf Not cart. Not everywhere. They just we had to schlep well, to the golf cart. Well, here. Because Long, well, Long Beach not. is such a massive I know, Pride I know. festival. Yeah. Like it. It encompasses like. It felt like it encompasses like a freaking practically an entire golf course. Like it's it's massive. It's huge. Yeah. Um. But I guess my. What I'm getting at is how, as a performer, we had the opportunity to form, even though it was a short time span, form a relationship with some staff people beyond just, oh, taking your ticket and putting your wristband on and, okay, go. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody experiences that. But when you're working for a little longer period of time with the staff people, you just, you know, you form this little bond and... I guess I appreciate that, like being part of that mix. Mm. And these people, in our experience at mm-hmm. that time, they were so they were nice great. and kind, mm-hmm. good energy, yeah. so positive and upbeat and happy mm-hmm. about being a part of being this a part and, of it. and being able to yes. yeah, contribute. And that's what I guess spoke to me the most. It, and it really is captured in that phrase of, pride you know mm-hmm. so corny but it's true it's cornball yeah <clears throat> time for me to eat some popcorn <laughs> now that's corn that's <laughs> that's my dad joke there's probably more oh coming in this episode well you know toast uh i think we mentioned this in the other episode one of our friends toast loves popcorn like too much she is it's she it's a problem that's her thing popcorn like loves popcorn 
Love it. It's so crazy. It's crazy how much popcorn yep. Toast can eat in a sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do understand the uh, the out-of-control energy that she has <laughs> around popcorn because I have that with salt and vinegar potato chips. So I understand it. Um but it's, it never, like, I'm always amazed when she makes the most gigantic bowl of popcorn. Like, giant, I'm talking about a bowl that has a, a diameter. Here's my ruler. Of here, maybe, here's okay, ruler. here, give it to me. Oh, it's probably this. It has a diameter. Is that like 16 inches? 15 inches. Okay. Yeah, I would say it's 15 inches. She fills that bowl with popcorn, and she will watch the news on her phone or she'll be on Twitter or and she's eating popcorn consistently yeah. for however many minutes yeah, it I'll takes sit my to ass end down the, to end that in bowl. front of that bowl and my elbow will just be yeah, it's going, completely from the yeah. bowl to my mouth. Yeah, constant. And I'll get like a repetitive motion stress yes. injury. And I can see it out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. Because and I see the popcorn eating happening. And the next thing you know and then it's gone. Empty. Um so our friends sent Toast four gigantic bags of kettle corn. Which is even worse. And I had every, we had every intention to share with some of our neighbors. We have two great neighbors who have um, kids. And we thought, oh, let, maybe we can leave um, a bag each at their doors to share this wealth. That hasn't happened. No. <laughs> okay, anyways. Yes, that was a beautiful time at <laughs> Long Beach Pride and really connecting with the volunteers there. Um, and such a corny, really felt, mushy love fest. Yeah, and it really felt like we're here all working together to put on a great experience for people wanting to celebrate. Yeah. And it was right. very nice. Um, I also thought what was what was really fun is that Coffee House... You know, the coffee house stage mm-hmm. was always, it was always fun to see what they were going to do with the coffee house stage because it was always in a tent and they would create, um, they would have like tapestries and it kind of looked hippie, didn't it? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, like a hippie yeah, vibe acoustic, you know? and they'd have giant pillows and um, uh, blankets on the ground for people to sit or you could be on the bench or you know, mm-hmm. but it just felt very hippie, yep. hippie-like. Yep. And we just needed some crystals and incense right, and right. sage maybe. But, um, and, and, you know, special medicinal drinks possibly. But, but it was great. And it was such a nice time. Mm-hmm. I do not miss the schlepping, but, um, but it was nice to go to Portland Pride the other year, yes, the yeah. first year when we, we were here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because it was very calm. It was just a very different experience. Yeah, Parking was a breeze. Finding a place to sit when you're eating your lunch was a breeze. Mm-hmm. People were so nice and it was just And you didn't even need to pay to get in. Oh, like they yes. were taking they were taking My a gosh. suggested donation, mm-hmm. but if you didn't have the money, they were like, oh, "That's fine, come in," which was a shocker to us. Yes, because Long Beach Pride at the time, it was like twenty to twenty five dollars for a ticket. Yeah, 
and then and you pay for parking on top of that. So parking right. might be fifteen to twenty dollars. Right. No pride in person pride festivals this year. Nope. I'm sure there's they they must have. I haven't been on social social media much, mm-hmm. but there's got to be some um, virtual pride things going oh, on. Yeah. I would imagine. Got to be. Um, yeah, but. What's fantastic is if there is no, if there are no pride festivals, we can always enjoy movies. Mm-hmm. And more than <laughs> ever now, there are so many movies out there that uh, celebrate gay characters, gay people. Um, there are so many. Yes, you know? we have. We our culture has gotten past the point of feeling awkward about a gay character. Yes. Which is nice and refreshing. It is. However, I do have to say that I did recently see the movie. Now, people might, um, people would think of this movie as maybe for teenagers. Okay. Okay. So I'll just say that. Okay. Out front. Um, But there's a movie on Netflix called The Half of It. But we heard from so many of our friends who are not teenagers, hey, you got to see this movie. Hey, this movie's so great. And so we, we had watched it and... It does have an awkward... <laughs> a character who's gay and awkward? Yes. Okay. But she's Asian. Okay. okay. And I know, we, I know we've also talked about the Asian characters also, you know, people stereotyping as the Asian person being awkward. Mm-hmm. So we don't necessarily love that. But the way they develop this character, she comes into her own and it was just great. And both leads in this movie, the half of it on Netflix, are Minorities. So I love that. You, you kind of don't refreshing. remember, but you did see some of it. <laughs> you're, I know you're searching. As I you're was like making my movie? popcorn. Yeah, or, or Twitter, to or tweeting and, and something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that's a movie we saw recently. That's just yeah. so heartfelt and, and so sweet and um, I think very real. You know, the, the, the feelings that teenagers might have when they are coming into... Um, if they are gay, if they are bi, where they are in the spectrum, because mm-hmm. now there are options for people growing up. It's not just you're straight, you're gay, or you're right. bi. It's or not that anymore. Right. It's it's not it's not that anymore. So, but I do have to say, and this is going to be like a huge throwback. So, for any of the the baby dykes, baby femmes, the babies out there. You may not even know this movie. Oh. And if you do not Is it know the this sound movie, of music? you may have to watch this movie. <laughs> but at the time that it came out, it was very impressionable. And all young gays at the time knew exactly what this movie was about. Um, but one of my very favorite movies is Fried Green Tomatoes. I remember that movie. I loved mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. movie. I read the book. The book had recipes in the back for f- how to make fried green oh tomatoes. Gosh. Yes, yes. I tried. That's I right. failed. Um, I didn't dry the tomatoes enough so that everything would stick on it. Soggy fried uh, green tomatoes. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, but that movie, everything, the relationship, the love, the different kinds of love, mm-hmm. the um, even the food, the sensation that you feel when they're showing the cooking of the food and how... Um, Wow, yeah, there were a lot of issues that that were touched on in that movie. Yes, so many. Yeah, wow. The the abuse, the um, discrimination, midlife crisis, all of it, all of it. It's such a a hetero, like a straight couple dealing with their. Yep. um, 
yep. relationship. Yeah, it's such a great movie. Um, but you yeah, knew but, the characters were gay. The main but, characters okay, were gay. But see, <laughs> but you only knew that if you had a working gaydar. Yes. And at the time that the movie came out, there weren't a lot of gay characters. No, and that's why the movie, it's coded. It's all mm-hmm. coded. There's mm-hmm. nothing overt about it. That And if you don't have gaydar, it's going to go way, right over your head. Right. Illustrated by the fact that I remember my dad, like I think I was watching the movie on TV or something at some point. And um, my dad joined me and he watched it. I th- he must have because I remember crystal clear. <laughs> he's He made a remark to me, something like, Oh, such a good movie, you know, such a wholesome <laughs> movie. Like, they don't make movies like that anymore. That's so good. You know, and I'm, of course, I'm thinking, dad has, dad does not realize mm-hmm. that the two of the protagonists are a lesbian couple. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't tell him. Not that that's not wholesome, but for your dad... It would not have. He would, would not, not have. have cons- he would not have considered that wholesome. wholesome. Right. Yes. Right. Which again, <laughs> I think shows how culture the culture dad. has changed. But yeah, <laughs> I think if they made that movie today, if they made that movie, your today, dad would know. I think my dad would know. But do you think they would have? It would have lost its appeal. I think it. I think if they made it today, they would have wrecked it. Honestly. Because they would have sexualized it too much. I think they would have sexualized it. I think okay, part yes, of the beauty right, of actually. this film, because it was set at a different time, mm-hmm. it needed to be coded. Good. Yes. You know, for yes. me, to me. Like, I, I thought think that, right. was, that was part of, you know. You know what? You, and you also got to to really be in the emotion of it versus the the sex or yes. the whatever it you know yes you know what that is a fantastic point i told i think you're totally right wow i get a prize yeah it's it's maybe part of the appeal of the movie is that or the relationship that they portray is that it's showing you that the relationship is not it's not about sex the relationship is about right. a deeper love mhm okay although i'm sure they had sex but anyways, <laughs> okay, all right, all right. And I just realized we never even told people mm-hmm. who may not have known what Fried Green Tomatoes is even about. We we didn't even tell them what it's about. So, but they should you go, just have they to should go, and, go watch it. Yeah, they should you go just look have to go and yeah. watch. Look, check it out. It's so good. I would like to watch that again. Okay, let's see if it's still good. Okay, we got. Isn't that funny? How like you can go? Oh my god, that movie was so good, and then you watch it again, and then you're like embarrassed for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Embarrassed. Oh, the shame. Okay, so we had. We had. (laughs) We have to continue watching. I'm going to bring up another movie. Another blast from the past. <laughs> Another blast from the past. Which also oh. we can put into the category of uh, LGBTQ positive, but coded. And that movie is a movie that had Tom Hanks in it and Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna and Gina Davis and Laurie Petty. Mm-hmm. And you... If if you know the movie, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's A League of Their Own. 
And for some reason, I guess we were preparing for this episode in a way. This movie dropped into our mind and we we're like, let's look it up and see if we can find it. And you know what it was? It and we it's, started watching it. It was because of how intense things have been. Yes. We wanted just oh, something right. that was wholesome, inspiring <laughs> and like just something to put us in another state, yeah. which movies are so great to help us do, to do. Yeah. Um, so we looked up a league of their own I know, and we're having fun so watching good. it and I we know need we to haven't keep, finished it. It's yeah. So we need to finish it. But I have to say, um, one of the things, if, if you all would like to, are interested on Netflix, I saw a, a documentary that was so beautifully made. It's called a secret love. And, um, it follows, it, it talks about the story of two elderly women, women who, had been in a relationship from way back in the um, 40s. Mm. And it's such a beautiful wow. love story. Um, what helps uh, the the makers to tell this story is that they have a lot of uh, f- uh, photographs from the time. They have some uh, movies, home movies. And it was just so beautifully told. It's a, Again, it's a documentary on Netflix, A Secret Love. But one of the women was actually actually played in professional baseball. Yeah. So she was all American what is it called? All American Girls Baseball League or something like that. Yeah. But she she actually had pictures and um stories of the time when she played professional baseball. So So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to um please watch that. It's it's oh your heart's just gonna mm leap out of your chest in a good way in a good way i mean it's sad so i want to say that too it's sad Mm. but it definitely makes you appreciate those who have come before to pave the way in the way that everyone paves the way for the next generation and the and and other generations to come just by being who they are Mm. in their lives and standing up for what they believe in so you get that sense, that true sense, and you also get the sense of how difficult it was for them. Wow. And you can compare that to your own um, experience today, and you just, you have so much gratitude. And even though there's so much work to still be done, you cannot just take for granted all the work that has been done, mm. which Toast mm. will talk about um, a little bit more. We'll close that later. out at the end of this yeah. episode, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just, I okay, one more movie that I just have to mention, mm-hmm. because it is the only movie that I know of that has two Asian American characters as the lead. And the movie is called Saving Face. That was so good. And I remember oh when God, one of our friends so good. one of our friends invited us over to our house to watch this movie. We'd never heard of it before, mm-hmm. but you know, it was a it was Sienna and I and like what, like Maybe others, four, four other, others, yeah. four other Asian Americans, and we're all gay, you know. Sit down, watch the movie, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, what?" <laughs> well, it was it's great. Such a sweet movie. It's a sweet movie, but also to the two characters, um, they were not your stereotypical gay people. Okay, I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that. Stereotypical meaning like, <laughs> what do you mean? It wasn't, they didn't have 
on the outside, um, a clear, a, a, one of the people, one of the persons oh. didn't look clearly like a guy like me. or like a dyke. And the other one wasn't clearly femme. Gotcha. Not saying that any, anything's wrong with that, but it was just nice to see where if they're walking down the street, you would never right. think or assume or anything. Right. You know? Right. But you I will say... I know what you mean. Yeah. It's not I'm like not, one of them had a buzz cut or something. And I'm not just saving myself here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I will say that sometimes I wonder if the the dyke femme relationships mm-hmm. like us, mm-hmm. where the dyke looks like a dyke, and, and to us, that's not a derogatory term, so chill out so for the newbie yeah for the for the yes okay um i wonder if that's a dying dynamic a dying um well the dynamic isn't dying but if that's a dying look i don't know listener you tell us you know we're just now, living here in our self-quarantine maybe we're uh, under a rock and out of touch now I don't know. you, you see, tell us because now all you see is femme looking and femme looking mm. together, and I'm sure mm. energetically there is the the, the masculine feminine dynamic, mm. but on the outside you see, you know, so it's kind of different. It's different now. Hmm. Okay. But something I will say is that I There's do more. Okay. I do wish that in Saving Face that they chose actual Asian lesbians to play the characters. Oh, okay. instead of two straight people. Okay. Didn't bother me, I guess. I was just happy to see an Asian American gay person. Yeah. You know, let alone a lead, right? Right. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. I was like, I hey, I'll take what I can get, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I'm just happy to have that. But that's why even that other movie, the half of it, it's so great because it's a young Asian American, right? Lead. And how impressionable I'll that take will it. be for young people coming up now, you know, exactly. coming out now. Exactly. Um, okay. Okay. We got so Toast much is a nerd. carried away with the movies, but now we're going to move on to TV shows or people with TV shows yeah. or people who are just on TV. Mm-hmm. 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 And be- yes, because I'm a nerd. Toast is a nerd. The only names that really came to mind were first Anderson Cooper and then Rachel Maddow. Yes. Which, by the way, I have to say, yay for Anderson Cooper, who has a new baby. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. That was so moving to see his post on Instagram. Like, I just teared up for him. So happy for him. Yeah. Um, Yes, those two people are so great for the team. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. They are. I love them. I love, love, love them. Me too. Um, Okay, so Toast isn't so much of a TV watcher. Like, I have to force her to watch a movie with me, and um, it just gets to, you know, it's... I can always bribe her with popcorn, but, um, yeah, she she doesn't really watch shows where I love the drama, I love thrillers, I love uh, murder mysteries and the who-did-it kind of thing, and love all of that, Um but I do have to say, no one really popped into my head as like, oh, wow, this is so great. But I, but uh, one of the people, producers and, and um, filmmakers and documentary makers and writers that I so appreciate is Ryan Murphy, who is gay, who he created Glee, 
Okay. And, you know, a whole bunch of other amazing um, mini series and, and, and shows. One of his uh, series that I had been following and, and loved is American Horror Story. Mm. Now, I do have to say this past season of American Horror Story was the only season I never finished. And that also was the only season that Sarah Paulson was not in. So there the, could be a correlation. Really? Okay. Um, but up until last season, I loved American Horror Story. Loved it. Sarah Paulson, who is gay, just love her in this series. The, it's so great. The best season was the one, I think it was called <gasps> Asylum. Oh my right? God, so scary. So scary. Yes. I think that was the best one. Yeah. Very scary. Mm-hmm. People, so scary. <laughs> so scary. Disturbing. Oh, but she's so amazing. Um, I also think it's very interesting that her very long-term relationships have been with women um, almost twice her age, I would say. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You know, so know that's that. really yeah, interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, that dynamic and mm-hmm. um, uh, no no judgment. I, I truly just think it's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. huh. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, also, I will say that um, Matt Bomer... Is so Even if you are looking. a lesbian, just appreciate his beauty. This man is so good looking. <laughs> Google him right now if you don't know who he is. He is so good looking. He is gay, has a husband, has kids. He's just beautiful. His most recent um, uh, series that he was in is called Sinner, which was fantastic. This is the first time I've ever seen him play a dis disturbing character um so if you're interested in those types of psychological weirdoness watch sinner sinner is an amazing series by the way um matt bomer is in season three watch all seasons they are just fantastic oh but he's only in season three he's only in season three um he's a beautiful looking human being (laughs) He's beautiful. Like, what? Wow. And he's talented. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. All right. Another, um, we're running out of time, so just a few more nods. Um, Brandy Carlisle, amazing mm-hmm. singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. We've seen her in concert. Tig Notaro, wonderful comedian, hilarious, different, very different kind of humor. Yeah. Um, we just recently saw Hannah Gadsby's second, um, oh she, yeah. Hannah series. Gadsby, Australian comic or whatever she's not, she wants. I to think she's news. Call it. Isn't she's she Australian? I think she's New Zealand. Is she New Zealand? I think okay. she is. I don't know. But she, one of those countries. Um, I, I think she's, I think she's a freaking genius. Yeah, she's, she's, I really she's love what she does. She is. Um, she is. of course in the Go Girls. Love of course. them. What? Of course. Love um, them. I I gotta say I like Kathy Griffin. Yeah. And I just need to say I do like Anderson Cooper, but I disapprove of how he did oh, not back yeah. up Kathy Griffin yeah, that during was so all weird. of that I know. free speech I know. stuff. That must have hurt, man. Yeah. That um, but I, I I think Kathy Griffin's awesome. She's not gay. But no. she's gay positive. Yes. So that's she is. why I she is. allowed her to be in this category. Okay, you did. Yeah. Yes. Very generous. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have to say, of course, Ellen and Portia. 
A nod to them. A nod to them. Um, we were fortunate to meet Ellen. Uh, we, because of our, our work, we got to uh, go to her show. We sat backstage in one of the... Um, one of those green, the room green rooms. Things. They had wonderful snacks and everything, and it was really good. And she came in um, to just check up on things. And I, I didn't know. No one briefed us. Like there were, she didn't have any handlers briefing us on like, don't ask Ellen for a picture. <laughs> right. So I didn't know. Like you're not supposed to do that. Are you not supposed to? Yes. <gasps> so, but I asked her, and I'm like, can we take a picture? Can we take a picture? And um. <laughs> And well, you she, didn't ask like that. And she, um, she was like, "Oh, um, of course, sure, yeah, let's." Sure. She hesitated of for one second. She hesitated, and then and then we took. Here's a picture. the thing: what when you are with people you don't know, just stick your arm out and do a selfie. Because when you are with people you don't know, you don't know their skill set. <laughs> And I'm it, taking the picture. And they might have very shaky hands. Yes, and the person who took our picture—I mean, it's all a blur. I mean, you can tell it's us and that's I know, Ellen. but it's still, it's a blur. But wait, when did you find out that the protocol is to not request a picture? I think she said it. When? When this I asked her. This is complete news to me. She goes, normally, I think she said something like that. Or really? someone said, wasn't there somebody else standing there? Or I don't remember. Anyways, we got a picture. <laughs> And they were very nice. Like all the people there were super nice. Her assistant was super nice. Everyone was yeah, super she was nice, nice there. too. She was so nice yeah. and she smelled I mean, so good. No. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> she smelled so good. I, I guess I don't remember that. And she looked so good. Like her, her outfit, like mm -hmm. she just, you know, she mm -hmm. looked so good. Um, That's her job. Yep. Um, okay. I do have to say, can we, can I say one more story? Of course. And then maybe course. we don't need to have all of this stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, I have to say Indigo Girls. Let's just tell this quick story. Okay. Indigo Girls. So when Toast and I first met, I had never heard of the Indigo Girls. <laughs> and but, but yet, now, Sienna is a real lesbian, but yes. she had also never heard of Indigo Girls. It's kind of weird that that Venn diagram, like that it just didn't happen. Yes. You had those and two circles and it just didn't overlap. And I... Here's the thing, too. I had been a practicing lesbian much longer than Toast. <laughs> much, much longer. Um, and here I am. We meet um, in 2001. I had not heard of the Indigo Girls. Not even heard of them. Not even heard of them. And so when Toast sent me some music of theirs... I went, who are these people? And I, and there was one song in particular that I just loved. And I was like, what is going on? This is just amazing. What, who are these people? Um, so truly I should have lost my lesbian card just by, because also I was in music. Hello. I don't know. Right. I don't know. There's no excuse for you. Hello. What happened there? And so what's been beautiful is that. Throughout all these years, I've gotten to catch up on their whole catalog. Um, so much so that I think six months after discovering their music, they came out with a new album at the time. And I got to savor that album. And to this day, it's one of my favorites. 
because it's the memory of, oh my God, this is a new album of a new group that I love, that I'm catching up on their music, and here is their new album. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I to this day, it's one of my favorite albums. Mm. I think it's Become You. Wow. And um, I think that album has a little more jazz influence. It's just so beautiful. Mm. So I love them. I love them. They're talented. Okay. It's amazing to me how long they have, you know, been doing what they're doing. Yeah. Like that's that alone, the longevity is is so admirable. Yeah. To me. And they recently yeah. did a um live virtual concert to help raise money for the indigenous um for honor the earth. Nonprofit. Yes. Mm-hmm. That they created. They yes. helped create. Um, and they were able to raise over, I think it's 200,000 200, bucks, you know, yeah, for doing like, a wow. one hour yeah, concert. Amazing. amazing. Crazy. Yeah. That's like, I love it. That's so impressive to be uh, able to use your art to help fund. Um, yes. Um, a mission. That's the power of art. Yes. Okay. So yes. we will. Okay. So we're going to close out now. this is so now? important. Yeah. Okay. But say this because that's so important. Here. Okay. So. To close out this Pride Month episode, we just wanted to share a remarkable look back at the fight for LGBTQ marriage equality um, compared to another similar issue. So here's a look back. In the late 1950s, so this is a while back, but in the late 1950s, more than 90% of the United States was against marriage between Blacks and whites. And it took 40 years before a majority of Americans were okay with this so-called mixed-race marriages. So by comparison, public opinion about LGBTQ marriage equality went through that same trajectory. It went from a majority opposed to a majority okay with it within just 10 years and what we as a society are now pushing for in 2020 is once again a revolutionary and a rapid advancement of more equality more justice more fairness and more of these other beautiful things for more of us of people of citizens a more perfect union and that's really something to celebrate is this push right now that's happening right now a revolutionary and rapid advancement in these beautiful things and so we do celebrate that and we wish you a happy pride month so as always until next time this is sienna and this is toast inviting you encouraging you and supporting you to come and live your love story Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.